For Tuesday, ironically, we are recording on a Tuesday. This is our second podcast of the week, and we are going to be talking all about the classic Life is Strange. For anybody that's living under a rock or just straight not interested in it, Life is Strange Remastered was released last week. Life is Strange Remastered includes the original Life is Strange game as well as Life is Strange Before the Storm, which follows Chloe Price. So, I've never played a Life is Strange game before. Uh, Colin, you've dabbled. Yeah, I actually played this game when it first came out in 2015, the original version. And I also played Life is Strange 2. And I also played the DLC for the first one before the storm. So I've, I've, dumped, I've dabbled a bit in Life is Strange. And I've also dabbled in games like this before. Like, um, Yeah, what would you call this? I'm just really curious. Like Games like this, like... I don't want to say RPG because it's not... Um, like a walking simulator? No. No, there's you still make decisions. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah, that, that it's like a telltale game. Yeah. Have you ever played the Walking Dead version or like yeah yeah like that style of game where it's like you're following a story and you make inputs at certain times and you choose this you decide things and so but, but it do, it does change the ending. And there's like only two ways. endings in the end though. I know, but you still have well yeah, but you have mostly two options every time. So, um. Coming in from this, I bought the game for fifty-five bucks. Um, I'm gonna look up what what it is because like, I'm curious now. Yeah, what the what the correct term is. So I bought this game for fifty-five dollars, um, and I and I kind of jumped into it. So I I started obviously with Life is Strange, uh, the the Life is Strange one, and started working my way through it. And you know, originally I wasn't too dialed into this game. So the like it, the controls were a bit weird. Um, however, you know, when you go into the bathroom and you see that girl get shot, that was pretty nuts. Um, I knew, so going into this, um, when, before you see Chloe get shot by Nathan in that game, um, I, you, you see the butterfly and you actually take a picture of it. So I was like, okay, butterfly in the bathroom. That's kind of weird. And she's talking about how weird the butterfly looks. Um, Chloe gets shot. You ready to go? Yep. What's it's called? called an. You want to. You want to guess? No. It's nuts because I would never have got, got what, this. What's it called? An episodic graphic adventure video game. I kind of makes sense. It, it does because there is episodes. Yeah, that's that's the main thing. I guess it's an adventure game. Mm-hmm. It is. Well, you're you're technically role playing as Max. Yeah, that's true. So, I guess you could add the role-playing aspect to it, but I guess it makes sense you're adventuring as that person in an episode-style gameplay, which, okay, I just didn't, mm-hmm. never heard of that genre before in my life, to be honest. No, and that's, I mean, I, I completely agree. Um, so, for me, at but least... But it's interesting. I like it. For me, at least, going into this, the first thing that I had thought was, you know... I So, I had seen the butterfly, and then, you know, you see Chloe get shot, and then um, Max wakes up, and it's the same day. And as soon as I saw the butterfly... I was like, this is going to be a game about the butterfly effect. That was my entire thought process on what this was. I I, I definitely was like, okay. And, and I was right in the end, right? Like, I was like, okay, so something's weird here. Um, the the characters themselves, I, aren't, I'm not, I wasn't really, like, a, a massive kind of fan of at the start. Like, I was kind of just like, oh, God, like. They grew on you? 
Yeah, I think so. I think Max did. Chloe, I hated. Um, I think Max did. Um, and there's there's some really, you know, it, it this game first of all for me kind of seems like it was it, it seemed really tame at first, but then boy, it got dark. <laughs> like I was I was just sort of like, oh my god, like this this is like so. What the the first part where things get really dark. So there's a missing girl, Rachel Amber, and I was like, this there's something cooking with Rachel Amber here, like obviously. But it didn't really, like, I wasn't like, oh, this is nuts. The girl getting shot in the bathroom, I was kind of just like, okay, like, whatever. The, the time when, some druggies, you know, fighting over the, well, drugs. The, exactly. The time when things got real dark was, like, the poor, poor, poor girl. I just, I just forgot her name. That kills herself. Or tries to kill herself. Jumps off the thing? Yeah. Maxine? No, no Max, no, no, Max no, no. is the main character. No, no, she's like, what are you doing up here, Maxine? And then she's like, "Don't call me Maxine. I don't. Yeah, and like, I don't like, like Paso, that." And she like, uh, I forget her name. Claire. Um. Yeah. No, it's Kate. It's Kate. It's yeah, Kate. So, sorry. so it's Kate. I haven't played this game in six. Yeah. Years, no. So, so, so Kate and it, it's so fucked because she gets that video released of her. Yeah. Um, like making out with a bunch of dudes at a party, and like she's like this hardcore Catholic girl, and. Oh my god, and like she's just becoming the laughing stock by like this bitch Victoria, Nathan, like everybody's just like sharing this video online. Was is this a high school or a Yeah, high school. High school. It's so weird to me. They live in like dorms. I know. And it's a high school. But it's like an acad yeah, it's like but like Max It's, it's right, like he, an art academy, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like Cuz like artistic. Max Well, no, 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 not even art cuz they have a huge science program cuz Chloe went there for science and Warren goes there for science. It's so weird to me. I don't know, because, like, we're from Canada, so yeah, I feel like maybe. we don't have that, but, like, high school is just, like, you live in the city. I and mean, maybe regardless. it's, like, yeah, but again, it's, like, Max's family lives in Seattle, right, remember? So this is in Oregon, so they sent her back to go there. Yeah. So anyways, what I was going to say is, you know, that's when things start getting dark, is this girl's getting just bullied to the point of where she climbs up on the roof, and you have to go up there and try to save her, and I couldn't do it. Um, Did she, she, oh, she, she killed herself. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Really? Yeah. I couldn't do it. I, I feel like it was such an easy conversation. It wasn't for me. <laughs> um, the problem was, so, so I, I think the, the, the ease of the conversation talking her down depends on some of your earlier responses. Yeah. So the big thing that I didn't do was I told her not to go to the police. Oh really? Yeah. She was like, I should go to the police. Right. I said, no. <laughs> and then I, so she actually was like, mad at me about that her um, loyalty was down yeah exactly my loyalty <laughs> was down it was like a mass effect mission that yeah. you know didn't have the loyalty. Callie just gets her head blown off like basically you still have flashbacks to that <laughs> yeah right? change your whole playthrough um so yeah um kate dying was awful and but i mean to be honest all jokes aside our, our laughing our stupid comments like that is a huge um message about teen suicide from cyberbullying and, like, I think that that's, like, a really powerful thing to put in any game is, you know, this girl's getting bullied and, like, like it's not like there's anything weird going on here. There's nothing, like, awful, which you find that there is, but, like, she doesn't know that because she was drugged. But, like, just, I mean, this happens, unfortunately, and, like, people all die the time. and people kill themselves and you hear all these terrible stories everywhere you are. It's not just, it's, it's not just North America. It's not just America. We see it in Canada here all the time, too, and it's, like... It's terrible, and it's. I think drawing attention to it is obviously huge. And for me, I think that was. So you know how Chloe gets shot in the head at the end. 
for me, I think not being able to save Kate was more triggering to me than Chloe. than the Chloe situation because at least like I had the like you had the assumption something was gonna happen. Everybody has done something as it like or been bullied in some way, shape, or form in high school. Like you've done something stupid and people just tease you about it. Like it just it happens. It's just it's yeah. a part of growing up, unfortunately. But like there's you know, people these days are just so much more awful than they were when we were going to high school. So And you can do a lot more damage with the and with the internet and with yeah. videos and whatever where we didn't have that before. Yeah. Um anyways, super dark and, and I was just kinda like, Okay, this is gonna go wild. Um one of the things that I thought was crazy um, that I really liked that they did in this in the game was actually when they post the so when you finish one of the episodes, you have these amazing, like these powerful cutscenes of each character for like five seconds. You remember this? Um, and it'll just show them doing something for the next episode. No, not even for the next episode. Just sort of like what they're doing, and like it's like oftentimes it feels like you're kind of just peeking in on something sort of inappropriate, not inappropriate, but like you're watching these people just be them. Yeah. So, like, it'll be, like, it was, for example, the professor sitting at the desk, like, just grading papers. Or it was, like, you know, Nathan, like, like it was, like, Nathan, like, walking home from school. Or, like, Max, like, printing her photos. Like, it was just really basic things. And then yeah. the episode ends. And then my favorite part is it pulls up um, the percentage of which people made the same choice you did. Yeah. It's really cool. I really, really like that. Because I remember, I, I was in the first game I played like this, it was Walking Dead. Yeah. No, they do they do percentages in Walking Dead? Yeah, Telltale games are really good. They, they're they not a thing anymore, but Telltale was really good with that. Walking Dead was huge. Walking Dead and uh, The Wolf Among Us. Massive. But, but it had percentages for yep. your choices. Yeah, yeah, interesting. yeah. yeah. It's, it's really interesting because, like, you obviously, when you're doing it, you kind of know... You're kind of doing that. You're about to make the decision. You're like, I know people are picking this, but I'm gonna pick this instead. Well, there were some that I did that I was absolutely staggered more people didn't do. Like for well, I mean the one that the one that broke me to be honest was I think it was like twenty one percent of people didn't save Kate, and like seventy nine percent were able to talk her off the ledge. Yeah, I I, I got I got to talk her off the ledge. Most people did, I think. Again, but like I also told her not to go to the police. But I didn't tell her not to go. I told her not to go to the police because I was like, well, I went to the what the the. I at the beginning I went to the principal and said Nathan has a gun in the bathroom he's fucking nuts and the principal just was just like oh yeah I'm sure he he does Max because yeah, he's like in the pocket exactly so, so that and then they talk about the police being in the pocket of the Prescott family as well yeah so that's why I was like if you go and report Nathan Prescott to the police nothing's gonna happen let's get evidence first yeah so that was sort of my whole thoughts on this um one sort of elephant in the room that we need to talk about is um like and i'm just gonna go into this because I, I when i was thinking about that then i popped into um you remember the character warren yep. right um max is like well, well that, kinda, that, that's kinda, but that's what i want to talk about here boyfriend. um maybe it doesn't matter and maybe maybe that's the whole point of this but like the the sexuality the sexual preferences of max in this game were very confusing to me. Like, I didn't really understand the Warren situation, and then the Chloe situation threw me for a fucking loop, too. So, I I, I just... I, for me, I was just like, okay, like, are they into each other? Like, they didn't really give a lot of context on, on Warren. Like, 
he was just like, let's go to the movies. It's like, sure, let's go to the movies. And then I was just like, is this a date? Like, I don't really, I don't really understand. kind of blow him off whole time through text. Yeah, exactly. And like, he, he feels like he could have been a way bigger character in this game. And he was just kind of cut short. And then at the end, you have the choice of either kissing him or hugging him before you go back in time again. You remember this one? Yeah. And I was just like, it would be really weird if I just randomly kiss this dude right now. So I just gave him a hug. Gave him a, a good embrace. Yeah. Um, but then at the end, you and Chloe make out, which blew me away because I never viewed their friendship like that. I know. And it, I think it plays in the... I don't really know. Cause Max was always like that person. Like, I'm like, I don't know if she's attracted to anyone. Well, so, so there was that one decision. There was, there was, there was... The one decision you get to make where she's like, yeah, if you're not a, like a pussy, then kiss me. Chloe says that at one point. And I was just like, okay. So I did, I did it because I was just like, well, like, I mean, you want to prove to Chloe that you're not a wimp. Yeah. And then I don't know if that played a role in it, but like, it it just, uh, that, that, the whole romance side of things, them, them making out, Chloe and Max making out at the end was one of the most confusing things I've seen in a game. <laughs> it made no sense. It made zero sense to me. I was just like, I don't understand this. I thought they were like best friends since they were little kids. Why are they hooking up right now? Yeah. So. And we play DLC. You kind of like see them as like kids like before. Like the storm. Or not even as the DLC. Yeah, isn't like they go back and they show yeah yeah at some point they show yeah it. you go back and like that's when you save the dad from the car accident and then you come back and chloe's in the chair right like yeah. so it's like it's like it's fairly that that whole thing so i assume, but it but it makes sense because we go back to the butterfly and how like butterfly so a car accident still happened it just wasn't chloe's dad fully like from neck down fully oh yeah, yeah yeah neck down and then so i mean like when, I mean, so when that happened, I was like, so I, I think the butterfly effect ideology and chaos theory is fascinating. It um, is. I wonder if time, if time travel ever does happen in some secret government lab, because that's where it's going to happen first. If that ever does happen, I just, I think it would be so nuts. Like, are you creating parallel realities and parallel universes at that point? Because you are, right? Because... In theory, I'm going to go real deep here. In theory, our universe is one straight line. Yep. Because any change that happens can't be undone. Everything is in, if, if you want to think about it like this, is happening the way it should be. Yep. If you go back in time on this line and you alter a change, the entire world needs to change with that and you're creating a branch off that first line so this is what max does this is the whole point of of the butterfly effect and and essentially of what's happening here so when max goes back in time to save um chloe's dad and then chloe comes out in the wheelchair first of all that shook me to the core i couldn't believe that i was just like she doesn't have the blue hair anymore she doesn't she's not this punk rocker I also, first of all, I need to say, I love Chloe's dad. Nice guy. He is... The best guy. The best guy. And then, you know, the mom ends up marrying, um, you know, uh, what's his name? And, and he's just, he's the absolute worst. But Step I feel... Dad? the Stepdad. But I also feel bad for him at the Step same douche. time. David Madsen. Step douche. Yeah. And, like, 
he is he's put out to be this um asshole and he kind of in a way is but like it's not you can tell it's like ptsd like he's in the war mental illness all this kind of stuff and like you know he's the one in the end that actually ends up and he tries he does try but then at the same time he does nuts things like in before the storm when he's like empty out your pockets chloe and it's like okay like <laughs> like that's a bit insane yeah but, it makes he puts himself in situations where it's like if you just didn't do that like i bet she wouldn't hate you as much well for sure exactly and like i think probably you probably more trusted and i think the worst thing you do is that yeah and the worst thing you could do with like rebellious kids is to be like to force them into things because it's gonna make them resent you more for sure 110 percent. yeah so he like yeah i don't know so so he i liked him though like i mean i did too i didn't think he was a bad character and he comes in at the end and saves you yeah um so i i (laughs) You know, is he is he security? Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. He's so, like a loser security guard. I thought that I just want to say when I found out that like there was somebody, and you find that torture room in the farmhouse, the dark room they call it, and it's all these photographs of like these like unconscious or like drugged up girls. I'm just like, this just took a sick turn. And then when you find out it's the teacher. The whole time, I was just like you. Th- you said you thought I did. I did because I, I was just like something here. Did you ever play Heavy Rain? Such a good game. This kind of reminded me of Heavy Rain in a way. Heavy Rain's such a good game. Yeah, but like this, this reminded me of it sort of in a way where like I was just kind of like I don't know why I think it's the teacher here, but like it definitely feels like it's him. Yeah. Um. So I mean, what? But like when when he ends up, like I kind of knew it was him. The part where I, I definitely was like, okay, it's it's this guy, was when he went to, um, at the party for some reason, and nobody could find Nathan. Mm-hmm. They are like, oh, like we're looking for Nathan, have you seen him? And it's like, no, I've never seen Nathan. And it's just like, well, why is Nathan not here? And then the principal's there, or not the principal, the uh, teacher's there, I'm just like, something is wrong here. Like, there's something here that doesn't add up to me, personally. That was my thoughts on it. Yeah. And, like, he was just like... I don't know. He was like a weird dude, like Jefferson. Like he, and then Eric too. He just wasn't. He's I don't know. And then so how he acted in his classrooms too was like. Mm. At first, at first, I thought it was the janitor. Really? Oh, the maintenance guy. Because when he talked, it was like haunting. Like the stuff that he said for me was like, I was uncomfortable. When that you saw. Time. When you saw the dark room and you saw the photographs, do you immediately think, "Oh, it's a teacher"? No, I thought it was Nathan. Still, even the well, because he was at the Prescott Farm. Yeah. In the secret little bunker at the Prescott Farm. Yeah. So they they, they did a re- I do think that they did a really good job of um, leading you to believe it was Nathan. I think they did a really good job, and then finding out that like, you know, uh, Jefferson used Nathan and his wealthy family to build that bunker, and he kind of took Nathan under his wing in some sick father son relationship. Yeah. Um, I was like, man, like this is like really dark, and it makes sense because you find you some of the listening that you do throughout the game is like Prescott's Nathan Prescott's father treats Nathan Prescott like shit. Yeah. Like you read like the emails and stuff where it's like you're a disgrace, you're like a nobody, like yeah. My your mother and I are like sick that you're our kid. Like it's like awful stuff that they say. Yeah. So like Nathan being able to like like so have a father figure, I think, really added to it. And 
then that's when you find out the part that definitely shook me up was when like you finally find um rachel amber's body um and you end up like finding out nathan killed her by accident like he overdosed her on the drugs by accident he wasn't trying to like he was just trying to do what jefferson was doing kills rachel amber the part that confuses me is why bury her in the junkyard where she hangs out with chloe all the time yeah but i guess nobody ever goes there that's the whole point right like so i was like hmm um the character that i actually quite really liked that i thought was really well done in this game was frank the drug dealer that lives in the rv yeah and he's like had a thing with rachel yeah which we'll get to when we kind of t- but like um I killed his dog. Pardon? You murdered. I killed his dog. I didn't confirm that the dog was dead. No, no, it was okay. Okay, it just like got hit by the car. Yeah, yeah. I accidentally killed the transport truck. I'm pretty sure we died in real life, but yeah. yeah. Um, Well, I was going down like like Main Street. Like I think I think the dog is just dumb for running on the street for a bone. Yeah, but I mean, it's on the dog. You find out that he rescued all those dogs from the dog fight club. Uh, Like like the the the, he's actually very like he's really yeah. He's a sensitive he's, guy. He's like hard in the harder shell. Mm-hmm. He's like messed up from the Rachel thing and everything else. And you know, like which is which also doesn't make much sense because like they're like Chloe, like Frank and them were like to, Frank and Rachel were like a thing that's like disgusting. And Chloe's like, how do you not know you're like best friends with this girl? This is right. I, I, well, no, I wanted to talk about this in the behind the storm part of this podcast, but yeah. um, they're hooking up. In behind behind the storm, before the storm, Chloe, right? Chloe, Chloe and, and Rachel, yeah, they're yeah, in love. Yeah. So I was like, was she cheating on her? Probably. Because I guess like yeah, I, you know what the she's, one the she's one, bi curious. But the one part I don't know is how far along, how far Rachel, and um, like Chloe. So from the end of um, behind this before the storm, how long after does Rachel disappear? That's what I don't know the answer to. Well, doesn't the end of Beyond the Beyond the Storm? No, but that's like a storm, like, like you see like the pictures. And I don't, but that's like a. I think like that could be a flash forward. Maybe, but um. Okay, so let me ask you a question. I forget a little bit when he takes a picture of those girls. They they don't know it's him, and they just get like put back in their bed. They don't even remember it. Like they don't they don't die though. Like he doesn't kill them. No, no, he doesn't kill them at all. That's right. I thought he just takes pictures of them. No, he doesn't kill them. He um. The only one that died was Rachel Amber by yeah, accident yeah. because Nathan overdosed her trying yeah. to like impress Jefferson. Yeah. Um. So I again, and then you know, one of the parts that I loved—not loved, but just super dark—was getting there, finding the empty um, binder for Victoria. And <laughs> I tell you the worst thing: hmm. you're talking to Victoria, and it's like I should warn her, and I didn't do it. I didn't warn her. <laughs> I just said, "See ya." Yeah. Because she was being... Stu- I was, like, trying to. I was going to warn her. And she was just like, oh, you're such a loser, Max. Like and you're like, fuck this bitch. Um, and then... So <laughs> so then, you know, that's when you find Rachel's body. And you're at the junkyard. And that's when you get the needle. And then Chloe gets just brained. Dexter flashbacks. It was... Quick... Yeah. Yeah. It was it was pretty nuts. Yeah. Um, that This, for me, is when the game started getting awful. Were you going to say, like... Not surreal, like it just seemed like un like unrealistic. Well, it started getting so meta, like so fourth wall, not fourth wall, but like just so like, oh, we're so meta, we're so like, like kind of like Bioshock Infinite got in the way, where it's like all the different universes, all the different lighthouses, like in this one. And then I hated 
how she could look at a picture and go back in time. Yeah. That was really... Like, go into it? Go into it, change things. So then she goes into the picture. She manages to get warn, um, you know, David about this whole thing with Jefferson. So he comes into the bunker and saves her. Which, that was the hardest part of this for me. Was you have to, like, warn him, David, at specific times or else um, Jefferson kills him. So then at the end, he finally wins her over and Jefferson's tied up on the ground. And then he goes, where's Chloe? And if you say to him, oh, he killed Chloe, David shoots Jefferson in the head point blank range. I actually rewinded because I was like, I can't have this happen right now. Why? I don't know. And I was just like, no, this can't happen. So, so what, I, do you, what do you I was just like, oh, Chloe got away. She's she's hiding out. She's high right now. Oh. And then he's like, oh, yeah, thank God. I'm, he goes, I'm happy Chloe's a pothead for once. And I was like, yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> like, um, But then you obviously go back in time, and then you end up arresting Jefferson before everything. Okay. And then you win the art contests, and you fly to um, California, San, San Francisco for the art contest. And then you get a call from Chloe. She's like, there's a hurricane. We're going to die. And then she's like, I need to be back there for that. And it's like, oh. So then she goes into her her picture that won the art contest, rips up the picture so she doesn't win the art contest. And then she goes back and she's back in in Oregon. I don't like how it's like over a week span too. Yeah. Yeah. Each each episode's a day. Yeah. And it was even more frustrating with it. What? Is there's no way... It's only a fifteen, like a couple fifteen-year-old girls. They're would, eighteen. Like, eighteen-year-old girls would be like, "I'm gonna figure out this murder case in like a week." Yeah, and well, they can because, but but hear me out. Can I just say something? If you had the power to rewind time, yeah, and do yes, things, you should. But like, like you you can get a lot done in a week for sure. It just seems so like crazy how like she like she's like I need to be there for Chloe because I'm like me and her like besties like you know her for like three days since like you. Like, I know. But they were best friends for years. Like, it's yeah. just an instant connection again. Yeah, I guess. Like, it's just, like, it's somebody that you, like, shared your entire life with, and then, like, you come back. And then she's, like, a weirdo. You're different. You're, like, too straight. <laughs> she's, like, straight but she, edge. Cause she went off, but she went off the edge because her dad died. Yeah, I know. Um, And then, you know, so so the... It's a. It's just a... It Sometimes, like you said, it just got, like, to a point where it's, like, this is just not, It's like, just, like, stop altering shit. And then the, the part that I did, I thought was insane, was when you do... Well, you, you go through the hurricane, and you're driving in the storm to the diner to see Warren, who has that last picture of you, because um, Jefferson burns your book in this final thing, so you can't go back in time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's all these dead people on the streets and stuff, and it's like, it's like nuts. Uh, and then, yeah, you find all the dead washed up whales, which was like so rattling. Um, but I, yeah, I was, I was losing it there. But then going back in time one final time, and then you end up at the lighthouse during the hurricane, and then Chloe says her big thing about, like, the only way for all this to go back is if you go back to the first picture and let me die. Yeah. And everybody else gets saved. Which was not really that hurt of a, decision. a choice for me, I think. Like, was it a choice for you? So, no, I instantly was like, hey, see ya, Chloe. Yeah. Like, obviously. It wasn't like I sat there and screamed, like, I need to, like, think about this. Yeah. Like, so I was like, just. Okay. I'll save the city. I, yeah. Well, of course. You're saving, like, <laughs> yeah. hundreds, like, thousands of people. Yeah. You're saving, like, like, 
It's or it's. I'm pretty sure it's like Portland, isn't it? Like a pretty big city. No, it's so a small city. It's it, called Arcadia Bay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's yeah. in Oregon though. Yeah, it's in Oregon. It's like yeah. a super small city. But not, like, even if it's a thousand people versus one life. Yeah. Like, are you joking me? Plus, who knows? So even when that hurricane ends, if she stays in that future, who knows how many more disasters are gonna happen? Yeah, and she could be a Luther dad, you know? Yeah. There's, so there's like some benefits. So I, so I went back in time and I like killed Chloe and and it, it was actually pretty nuts because they tied it really nicely together where it's like so Nathan kills Chloe the security guard David finds her or finds him David like arrests him he rats on Jefferson Jefferson gets arrested Kate never kills herself like everything's everything's better from that one after the end of the game yeah exactly yeah um which shows what the the butterfly effect in full motion because if she never got to go back in time and save Chloe's life at the beginning, everything would have been better than it yeah. is. So I Googled and I watched what would happen if you pick Chloe. And you guys just get in Chloe's vehicle and drive into the sunset together and leave the, 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 the town. The dead town. Yeah, isn't that ridiculous? Like, and then, so, with, with, and that's how the game ended. So for me, with any questionable or, like, you know, meta endings, I always... Like, going online and seeing what other people think. And, I mean, again, I, I keep saying I never use Reddit, but lately I use it more and more to get opinions on video games from, from like, on these little whatever these things are called. The amount of people who say that you're, like, an idiot if you don't save Chloe blows me away. Like, people are just like, like... You know, you need to, like, you always listen to what Chloe says, and this is your one time to not do it, and, like, you need to save her, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, so you're saying, logically, if you sit this down and say, okay, so one girl's life is worth more than an entire fucking town? Are you joking me? But people were, like, diehard. But I think that's just because they got so into the game, right? They fell so in love with the characters. Like, they, they, became, like, they, like, they, like, shipped them. Mm-hmm. No, you can't die. So, obviously, I picked Kill Chloe. Um, you picked it, too. Um, there's probably people that are going to listen to this that are going to be real mad at us for that. Um, but, I mean, I don't think it was a hard choice at all. I actually think that it was a fairly easy choice. However, I just... the All the butterfly effect stuff really does interest me. Like, I just think just it's it's super interesting to think about. Yeah, it's just, it's just going on the ending. It's just, like, the lesser evil. Well, it's, it's just... It's also just, like... Don't fuck with time, man. Yeah. Whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. Like, just look. She fucked with time. Uh, like, here's the other thing. She fucked with time for five days. Yeah. She brought the end of the world around. And she still goes back in time and says, I shouldn't have fucked with time at all, period. I'm just not gonna do this. Oh, she got that power again? She just, that makes no sense. She just woke... Like, she just heard somebody get shot, and then she woke up in class earlier that day. Yeah. And that was, like that was it. Yeah, weird. Yeah, so that yeah. part didn't really make a ton of it just, sense um, to me. The game, like like those the situations, like you said, like lesser evil, and mm -hmm. why I said it kind of reminds me of like oh, I forget from like I don't know if it's like an ethic ethical like a, it is an like, ethical dilemma. I was gonna say okay, so like sociology, it's, like, it's, like saying, it's like, a sociological yeah. question. Yeah, yeah, it's like saying a train's going down a track and about to kill a grandma, and like you're like oh, I want to save my grandma, and you change the other direction. But there's like. Ten puppies on that side. Exactly. That's like, that, that's that. I forget. Or like what that, ten or ten human well, I, lives. I, I forget what that that term is called, but that is a very popular sociological question. Yeah. Is which one do you do? 
Yeah, like so say, oh, let's say put uh, puppies are a little bad example. It's like oh, the human life for puppies. Yeah. But like say like you put a, a grandma on that side, your that, your, that, your grandma, yeah. and the other side there's like five like kids that you don't know. It's like well, depending on what the kids live, but then also you have the thought of like oh, what if that kid grows up to be like this shitty like person or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's, That's it's exactly like how I, that you you it breaks your brain trying to think about it. Well, like it's 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 like I said, it's it's a super popular question, and it's the exact that's exactly what it is: the trolley dilemma. Yeah. Would you kill one person to save five? Yeah. That's exactly what it is, and that's exactly what this is. Would you kill? It's it's literally the trolley dilemma in the form of a thousand people, a thousand a game. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I really like that. So that was like Life is Strange one, and the first two episodes were kind of slow for me, but I did get into it. Honestly, I was I was in, and then and then near the end, I sort of got back out. I was just like, I want to be in this guy's fucking torture dungeon and like like fight them. Like I want to I want this to be dark cuz like those are the type of games I like. Then I started Before the Storm. The one of the most boring pieces of garbage <laughs> I think I've ever played in my entire life. <laughs> because guess what? At least in Life is Strange you have like this really dark like like, don't get me wrong, there's some darkness in this one, but, like, in Life is Strange, it's, like, this, like, fucking serial killer, like, serial, like, drugger guy who's taking pictures of unconscious girls, and you're like, oh, fuck, like, and you can go back in time, and, like, I, that's some of the stuff I love, is, like, you talk to somebody, you learn something, you go back in time, you have the same conversation, but you can utilize what you know, like, one of them is one of the bully girls, she says her mom is sick, so you go back in time, you say, hey, like, I heard about your mom, is she doing okay, and then she likes you after that. Yeah. Um, in this one... There's nothing like that. You don't have... There's no powers. Yeah, it's just you hanging out. Chloe's power is literally word fighting people. Arguments. Yeah. And you have like an argument meter. And it's just like, what do you... This is literally just about a girl whose dad died. Whose dad just died. Which is awful. It's super sad. And just like her getting kicked out of school. And like, it was just, it was just like a day in the life. Yeah, it was, like, lashing out at people. And, and then like she that. meets this Rachel Amber girl. And, like, the first episode was the most boring thing in the world. They're like, let's cut class and go to a, a, a lookout. And I'm like... <laughs> then, then like, they get in a fight. And then she's like, I'm going to break bottles with a baseball bat because I'm so mad. And then it just, like, ends. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And then the next thing, they're in the principal's office. It's like, you missed class. What are you doing? And I was just like, what's happening here? And then, you know, at the end, you find out that, like, that girl, that mysterious blonde girl is Rachel's mom, and then, um, real mom, and then the dad paid somebody to kill her, which was nuts. That, for me, was probably the most insane part, is where you have to go break into the dad's office, and you find all this out, and then you have to, like, burn evidence, and, like, and then, um, the guy that loves her, I forget his name, because he was so insignificant, he tries to, like... And you have to, like, fake, you have to secretly call 911 behind your back and, like, use key phrases to tell 911 what's going on without alerting this guy of what was happening. Yeah. Which was pretty nuts. Like, obviously, that was all kind of cool. But, like, the story itself was just, like, super, like, tame. Like, it was just kind of like, oh, like. And then at the end, this is a part. This. So at the end, you basically catch the mom right before she's about to get killed. And they're killing her with a heroin overdose. Because she's a drug addict. So they thought that if they kill her with a heroin overdose, nobody will notice. And the mom gets the heroin, but somehow, like, she lives. Um, And then you wake up from getting knocked out, and the mom's like, 
you can never tell Rachel what her dad did. And I'm like, he hired people to kill you. <laughs> he burned evidence. He he worked with like a, a, a known drug dealer to murder you. And you want me to not tell anybody and let the daughter. And then she goes, Rachel needs needs a good father. He loves her a lot. He did this for her. You don't want to break up the family. And I was like, what are you talking about? You just wanted to live with this guy that did this? Yeah. <laughs> and so then you go and you get to make the decision. I made a decision not to tell her. I was just like, yeah, I won't tell her. And then here's the part that really bothers me. Rachel goes through all this drama with her parents. Like you, you help her out only for her to get murdered a year later by some completely unrelated cause. Yeah. Like the other nut stuff is like, there's, there's like this like, Huge part of it where you do a play, and you have to, like, recite lines in the play. It's like, oh, we poisoned the lead girl so I could get her part. Ah, ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, what is that? Like, this is, like, for, like, this is awful. Like, the story I did not care about at all. Yeah. It was just, like, it was just Chloe's, like, coming-of-age story, I guess. But, like, with no... Oracle story. Dude, like, it, it was just, there, there was nothing. There was nothing. It was just, I don't know. It was just, it was really boring to me. It was tough. Yeah, that first episode, I just remember you like go into like that bar, like through the back way. Yeah. Like, to like sneak in. But then some guys like, oh, you spilled your drink on me, bitch. Yeah. And then he like punches her in the face. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and then Rachel comes up. She's like, let's go and like run. And then next thing you know, they're best friends. Yeah. And somebody's like, you and Rachel went on a date last night. I hear. Um, couple. So there is a side story. In um in this that could be the the only redeeming quality of life is strange and it's the side story with um the like so basically it's the like her friend named like I forget, I forget what his name is um but they do like a D, Steph so Steph and then Mikey North and then um. The brother of Mikey North, I forget his name, like Nick North or something like that. And so you walk up to the two of them and they're playing D&D. And you can actually sit down and do a D&D session with them. It takes like 30 minutes, but it's so much fun. Um, and then you find Mikey's brother, who's the um, big jock guy. And he's selling um, pills for the big drug dealer. And then he gets the shit kicked out of him. And then you go to the hospital and you visit them again. And you like fuck around. You can play another D&D round with them. It's like, it's so cool. Like that part was like really fun. Um, but the whole game is just like, you're kind of playing somebody's normal life. Like I remember there's this, like you, when you go to the Amber house for the first time, the mom's like, can you set the table with plates? I'm like, okay. So I go and I get plates. I set the table. She goes, can you go ask Mr. Amber what he would like to drink with dinner, please? And then you walk over, you're like, what would you like to drink with dinner? And he's like, I'll have some sherry. And then she, you go back to the wife, you're like, she wants sherry. She goes, okay, can you pick the proper glassware for his sherry, please? And you walk, and you're like, I'm like, what? Like, can you get a, the broom for me? And I'm like, what are you, like, like, yeah. why am I wasting my time playing this? Yeah. Like, I think it's because people clearly, I think I think people that were fans of Life is Strange wanted more Chloe, I guess. I didn't like Chloe, though. No, I didn't like her at all. She was like this entitled, and don't get me wrong, she's been through some trauma, and like, obviously, that's the whole point, is it's just like, but I think the whole, 
the whole point of the game is with Max. But I think the whole point, like the whole like, oh, I'm like a, a teenage girl who my dad died, so I'm acting out. I dyed my hair, like I I'm like a, I'm dropping out of school. Listen like, to punk rock. Yeah, and like it's metal. it's just it just that feels like so, that's such a tried it's and a cliche. It's like, a boring movie. cliche yeah. now. It's just like yeah. guys, like you have to have. Again, the photographer killer person, amazing, love that. So, anyways, Rachel and everything. Finally, at the end, you tell her, and this what we what Colin had mentioned earlier is eventually it cuts to like you know the two of them are buddies. It cuts to Rachel's phone on a table, or and it starts vibrating, and it says eighteen missed calls, Chloe, and it's on like a surgical table, and as it's vibrating, it starts slowly moving out a little bit, and all you hear is the clicking of a camera and the flashes from a camera. And then it ends. And I was like, that like that ending was amazing. Like, part of me wishes that if I had played it in like cr- like chronological order versus release order, I feel like I probably would have loved it so much more. Because I would have hated the beginning, and then that would have happened. I would have been like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then you jump into Life is Strange 1, and then it's like fucked pretty much the whole way through. And you're like, okay, like this is like, this is huge. Um and then the last thing I want to talk about, which I don't think, I don't know if you did this. They released a bonus episode to this a few years later called Farewell. So what Farewell is, is it's, um, so it's completely unrelated to Before the Storm and it's completely unrelated to the storyline um, from Life is Strange 1, but it's Max and Chloe and it's their uh, last day together as kids when they were really, really young. Yeah. So they go on a pirate hunt a pirate treasure hunt because when they were remember they were obsessed with pirates so when they were kids they buried a treasure and they were like they were like 13 now they're like we're gonna find this treasure so you go around like the price house and the parents are out and um at the whatever so like the parents are gone and then chloe at one point says this really mysterious line where she says my parents should be home by now and i was like oh, okay and then the whole time also you're playing as max and Max is like, I need to tell Chloe that I'm leaving. I haven't told her. So you rescue, you find your pirate treasure and you dig it up. And like, it's like, this is what we buried. And you open it and there's like these like note from Chloe's, uh, Chloe's dad and like a little like audio recording and stuff like that. Like, and he's like, oh, hey, you guys, like, I know you buried this and you just didn't bury it properly. And I know that it would be destroyed if I didn't put it in something like this. And I just wanted to leave you a message letting you both know how proud I am of you, blah, 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 blah. Um, when Max sits Chloe down and she's like, I'm leaving. And Chloe's like, I know. And then she's like, I just wanted to have a good day together. And she's like, well, how'd you know? She's like, my parents told me. And then Max like, well, my parents said I was the one that was supposed to tell you. She's like, well, my parents obviously told me. Um, and then like, they're sitting on the couch and they're like, obviously. And she's like, I'm gone in two days. And then the door opens and it's the mom with the police. Oh shit! That's the end. He, no, 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 no. Well, it, pretty much. And then it's just like the, she's like, "Mom, Chloe's like, Mom, what happened?" And then like Chloe collapses and starts crying because clearly that's the day that the dad died. Yeah. Which is the day that they go back to in that photo in the original Life of Strange game. Um, and then it cuts to the dad's funeral. Wow. Um, and you're like at the funeral, and Chloe's like crying, and like the mom's crying, and and Max is there, and then you finally see Max's parents, who are the worst parents in the world, by the way. Max's parents are the worst parents in the world. Like, if you read your text message conversations with them during Life is Strange, they're awful. Yeah. The dad's like, hey, I was busy. I know that kid, like, jumped off the building two days ago. Hope you're doing okay. And I'm like, <laughs> what? 
<laughs> so, um, anyways, it cuts to the funeral and the parents leave and then like Max goes up to Chloe. She's like, I have to go. And then Chloe's like, okay. And then they get in the car and they drive off to Seattle to never see each other again. They leave the day of the funeral. And then it's so sad because, um, Chloe's mom, who seems like a really nice woman, like the diner waitress. Yeah. She like reaches out to like hug Chloe and Chloe just turns away and then it ends. And that's what I want. I want that dark, like, I love that dark, like, like, that was really sad, really good, and, like, a great way to end it, like, to, yeah. if, if you ask me. Um, so, we're, I guess we'll go into the ratings now. I think I think we're pretty good to go into this. I want to rate this as a whole. Are you okay with that? With, so, with everything, that, like, farewell and... Um, so here's another here act or do you want to do separate? No, I don't no. know if we should do separate no, ones. No, no, no. So we're just gonna do literally just like the whole remastered edition, like Life is Strange remastered and whatever comes in there. So um, let's start off. Go you you start you start us off this time. Characters. Yeah. You haven't rated in a couple weeks. You must be a little rusty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the characters in this game. It's like hit or miss. Like, they're decent characters. They have personalities and emotion. And they all have to deal with their own traumas. Um, but at the same time, there's nothing, like, really redeeming in my eye either. Like, just thinking... You played it recent. I didn't. But, like, I just... When I watched the recaps to make sure I knew what I was going to talk about, I was like, I kind of hate these characters. I, I want to give it, like, a 3.5. Fair. So, I'm going to give it... You know what? Like, I actually think that the characters in this game were, like pretty freaking powerful honestly um i i actually quite like them i liked you know the i i just like yeah like you said they're going through their own traumas every single person in there and like i just think that like even being able to see the different aspects of like david the you know the step douche um like and seeing that he actually isn't a bad guy and feeling bad for him and like just really i think that there was a lot of that um i even felt bad for max at a lot of points like you know, the, the the part for me that I thought was honestly the most emotional for me was obviously Kate uh, taking her own life. But um, the whole scene where you walk in and you find uh, Chloe in the wheelchair and then you have that really like that conversation with her. and She asks you to kill her. And you're just like you. Th and then, you know, she thinks to herself, Max, she says, what would be better? Like, should the, if the dad's alive, the whole family is ruined by debt. Like, they can't afford her medical bills, but if the dad dies, Chloe turns into this, like, rebellious jerk. So, I don't know. I, I'm going to give it a four. I, I quite like the characters. Your turn on background. Uh, Like a three? Fair. Because it's not a lot of redeeming qualities. It's kind of like you walk in the strip to, like, the diner. You have your dorm room. Mm -hmm. You have the campus like site. You have the Jefferson facility, and on top of the lighthouse area, if I remember correctly. Chloe's uh, and Chloe's house. Yeah, Chloe's house. I agree. There's not very much. So I... like, it, and it, it's not like it's open. You're very limited to like where you have to. Yeah. It basically forces you to go do things. So, and it, it looks okay. So, so I'm so gonna three. yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna actually give it a three as well. Um, one of the things that I did like about it is even though it's not open world, it's very like, I, I, not necessarily, but kind of backbone-esque where like when they, you know, it's just like a little bit of a map and you kind of can walk around there and it's yep. not very big at all. Um, 
One thing I really liked is so for the to, to platinum this game, which I was just kind of browsing at, it's all about you have to find the optional photos everywhere. And I think that that's kind of cool. I do like how you can interact with certain parts of the environment and there is some cool stuff to find or people to talk to. Um, but I also, also think there's too much shit that you can examine that is just a waste of time. I also, you saw me playing Dying Light today. I like skipping past boring dialogue. And I'll just quickly read it while I skip past it. There's no dialogue skip options in Life is Strange, which really bothered me too. And so the, the walking. Well, in the walking. But if you pick up like a photo, it's like, this was the time that me and her went and did this. Oh, I remember that. And I'm like, oh my God, I just want to put this down. I don't care. <laughs> I just picked this up because I thought maybe I could do something with it. Yeah. So that hurt. Um, music, which I have been waiting the whole time to talk about. The music in this game is fucking amazing. Um, if you're an indie alternative kind of guy or kind of girl, um, holy shit, this soundtrack is so good. I actually recognized Alt-J had a song on here, and I was like, oh my god, Alt-J's on here? Like, this is amazing. Um, the music here, there's no doubt in my mind, this could be one of the best music that we've had. I know it's not an OST, like I know, but the fact that they, you know, when, when she like, it, it, they, they do it in such a good way where she's actually just listening to music, right? Like, or he, like when, when Jefferson has her, when Max tied up, he puts on oldies or like when she's laying in her bedroom, she's listening to Alt J. I Shazam so many songs during my playthrough of this because I was like, this is a banger. What the hell is this? And it's all just these like indie bands. Amazing, amazing music. What do you got? Yeah, I agree. Five. It, I mean, it like I, 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 I again, like this could. I'm just thinking back, like Far Cry Six. Obviously, the radio, but the radio half the songs sucked. Like Cyberpunk 2077, all the songs freaking sucked. Like we don't get fives for music very often, Colin. We really don't. Like you and I are very strict on the fives that we give for it. Um, like the last one we actually gave fives to music for was Ocarina of Time. Classic. Yeah. So just like that's what I'm saying is we don't like we're we're very pushy on oh and Bioshock because that has the best that actually could be maybe the best music that old creepy music anyways um I'll jump right into replayability I would replay this again hmm. I just think that the I would play it again to find all the optional photos like I'd open up a guide or something and just know where the next photo is coming from um I would also play it again just to try different... I would love to talk Kate down from an edge because, like, that honestly bothers me that I let her die, to be completely honest. Um, I, I would like to try different things. Like, I would like to just see what would happen if I did this instead of this or this instead of this and, and going from there. So I would actually give this a pretty strong replayability option. Um, but this is just... You know, I would do... I would be happy replaying Life is Strange 1. I would not be thrilled replaying... Um, actually, I don't think I would replay be, be it before the storm, even to get the graffiti options in there. I don't think I could do it. I, I think I, I think I would jump off a bridge instead. <laughs> I'm going to give replayability a three because it would probably be a four if it was just life is strange one, but because the other one is like a zero, I have to give it a lower score. What would you give replayability on this? I know it's been a while since you've played yeah, it, but yeah. would you jump back in? Yeah. It, like a three. Huge. So the thing with these games it's really good because there is the the factor that you can go in and play different styles to end different 
it still does end up being the two ways. like two ending choices, but mm-hmm. just being able to go through. I, I I honestly think what would have happened because Kate dies in I think episode two. Yeah. So what would happen if Kate didn't die, right? Like like where would she be in the end? But well, yeah, I know she'd be in the end. But what well, would she well, be no, doing? Like, I know what I mean. Like where would she be? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm beyond. So it didn't sound like that. Um, even like you play other games. I kind of talked on before with uh, Telltale. Telltale. Like, playing the Walking Dead series was so good because, like, if you fucked up a certain thing, like, someone could die. And it's like, they're actually out of the game. But they, if you played it again and they didn't die, like, they're in the game yeah. for maybe a couple episodes more. It's like a, it's like a less intense Mass Effect. Because Mass Effect, everything matters. Yeah. This is like a less intense, easier version of that. I think Mass Effect... Anyways, Mass Effect's a perfect that, example that, of that. That carries everything over. And it's three games over, like, ten years, which is nuts. Okay, um... I'll let you jump in. I want you to talk about this. What are you giving the story? And keep in mind, this is now... It sucks because... Like, not sucks, but we are doing the collab of both of them. Um, the story is really compelling. Uh, has a lot of really good moments and also, like, very strong. Like, as we kind of talk with the characters, like, it, like you follow, like, mm-hmm. some pretty dark stories or, like, real-life stories, which, like, it's like, yeah, it happens all the time, like, in, in modern society. So... I want to get a story, but the ending really bothered me, and it made sense because we kind of went over that, like, yeah. kind of like and like if we Chaos put theory. and we could have been together, like considering the before the storm, where the game's very dull. Mm-hmm. I would probably give the story like a four. Is that that's so that's the average of both? Then. Yeah. So let's I was start, at, let's let's mix in farewell too because it kind of like all lumps. You together. know, it's funny because well, yeah, of course. Um, I was actually gonna give it a four as well. If this was just Life is Strange 1, it would have been about a four and a half. Um, you know, actually, I'm going to give it a three and a half. I lied. Because I gave it about a four and a half if it was Life is Strange 1. Because I liked it all in Life is Strange 1 other than her... Other than the weird kiss with <laughs> with Chloe at the end, which felt really out of place. And like especially during a penultimate moment like that, you throw something like that in there, it sort of mixes you up. Yeah. Going into... Again, the story in in before before the storm was just like it was just you're just playing the life of an edgy teenage girl, who stops a murder plot but then doesn't actually tell the girl that her dad murder tried to murder the mom and lets them live happily ever after like it. And then farewell was great, so I'm gonna give it a three and a half because, like I said, I I I think that I I'm always fascinated by chaos theory, butterfly effect, like I, I that that whole ideology behind anything to do with like i know like if if there ever if something ever happens causes a multiverse ever with time travel or something like that like that's some of the most interesting shit period right like all that like random like it's like it's just it's just really interesting it's like random results are actually not random and it's just it's super cool so i that that for me is a big check we have the same score we we've tied it up at the same score, and it's not a bad. This isn't a bad score. It's a very good score. I feel like seven point fours. Very good across the board for Colin and I. So it's been we a both, while. I feel like since we put a decent score up on a game. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Firewatch actually we gave a little a little higher, seven point seven. So since we have the same rating, our gameaholic rating is seven point four. So, Colin. I'm going to let you start off. Final words. Final conversation on the 7.4 out of 10. What do you got for me? Yeah, it's a really um, good series. I think 
if you guys are looking for something like very like i feel like more more chill would be a good word for this because mm-hmm. you kind of just like follow like the game along uh and you're looking for a decent story with it like almost like reading a good book like relaxing for a video game style mm-hmm. i feel like life is strange is really good um you'll get attached to the characters for the most part uh and it really makes you deep dive into the next game life is strange 2 and true colors as they kind of have the same vibes so um 7.4 for me i bought this game um today or last week for 55 dollars. i wouldn't recommend that amount of money for this to be completely honest um it's only like a you know like a 10 hour game i think it's not super long Mm. um if you are going to get the life is strange remaster collection which i do recommend i think again the soundtrack is on point um i would start with before the storm to prepare yourself for everything and it really just because if you play life is strange one then before the storm it's the most anticlimactic thing you've ever seen like it's just it's awful so if you start it the other way around i think that it's going to be a lot better for you would i pay 55 dollars for this game no chance i would do that again this would be about a 30 dollar game for me i think um it feels like it's an indie game but it's not which kind of shocked me um i do recommend it i don't recommend before the storm i think you could skip that and everything would be fine Yep. I think if you just play Life is Strange 1, you're in for a treat. I think that it, you know, it, it, it hits in all the right spots. Um, definitely a buy, in my opinion. If you could just buy Life is Strange 1, I'm sure you could probably save a boatload of money um, and have a better experience. So we'll do Life is Strange 2 as soon as that remastered one comes out, which hopefully, imagine will be probably soon because they're probably making bank off this because this is a huge successful game, which mm-hmm. I don't really understand that much, like how this got so much critical acclaim, to be completely honest. Anyways, that wraps up our two for Tuesday. So we have two awesome podcasts that we've launched. If you haven't checked it out, the one that we launched a couple days ago is Pokemon Legends Arceus. And the one before that, we had a guest named Adam, and we did a Destiny 2 year in review in preparation for the Witch Queen launch on February 22nd. Colin and I are currently working our way through the so far pretty fucking amazing game of Dying Light 2. That's going to be our next super exciting review. We can't wait to catch you guys next week. Follow us on Instagram at Gameaholic Podcast and make sure that you subscribe on every listing platform to make sure that you never miss an episode. If you're curious about what a game's going to be like, if you're curious what the story is, or you just don't want to sit down and play Life is Strange for 10 hours, come on in. We talk through the entire game and our opinions. Um, it's, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. We will catch you guys next week when we talk Dying Light 2. Peace.